This is the Sauce Town Stories podcast. I am your host, Matt Cox, uh, back here with another amazing episode with Darla Baker. Just got done interviewing her. Um, I'm sure a lot of you remember her from high school. She was very uh, in and out at South Salem because she really started a modeling career at like age 13. And by 15, she was going to New York and Paris. Um, Pretty incredible um, to hear about some of the stuff she was doing at that age while most of us were, you know, hanging out and getting sent to detention. So anyway, we will uh, get to her whole story uh, right after this word from our sponsor, Ash Creek, Oregon. It's the springtime, and that means it's hazelnut season. Well, actually, it's always hazelnut season, but only if you are going to Ash Creek Farms, the best hazelnuts in the game. Uh, they got dark chocolate, milk chocolate, my personal favorite, and the traditional roasted. So please, Sauce Town Stories listeners, support a local Sauce Town business and go to ashcreekoregon.com and order your hazelnuts today. And after that quick word from our sponsor, Ash Creek Farms, I am joined by an amazing guest today. Uh, she is a model, she is an actress. Uh, She attended South Salem High. Uh, She is a nearly brand new mom, which of course we will talk about today. And last but not least, she is my December 13th birthday twin. I am joined by Darla Baker. Darla, how are you doing? Birthday buddy. I'm good. I'm good. Great to have you here. And I know we talked about this as a 1213 uh, B-Day twin. Not a big uh, Taylor Swift girl, though, right? I'm I'm not. Nothing against her. And she was 89, Matt, and I'm 88. So I feel like I feel like we're a little separated there. Fair enough. I I'm 89, so I should feel more of a connection. But again, no disrespect to Taylor. Just not like a full uh, full on Taylor's army type. I guess I would say. Well, it's true. You're 89, and I gladly associate the connection with you. But Taylor, you can have your you have your fan club. <laughs> I think she's got enough fans. Absolutely. If this podcast can get uh, as many fans as Taylor, we will be doing well. Um, Darla, where are you joining us from? It's whatever's in the background sounds like incredibly like peaceful, like campfire type vibe going on. It's beautiful, right? Um, I'm in my backyard in Wilmington, North Carolina, and that is the sound of the summer cicadas. The, uh, the males sing in the trees from like spring to summer, I think. And it makes this really nice vibration in the air. Yeah. I gotta say as a guy who lives in the center of Manhattan, it's, uh, it's quite a, a nice peaceful change up to hear it even through the speakers. Don't I know it? I've been there, Matt. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And we will certainly get into that as well as your move. Um, but to kind of start us uh, from the beginning, um, tell us a little bit. So normally this is where people take us all the way up through their time at South High. Um, but you actually started your career during your time at South High. So, so to kind of kick us off, let's go before you began your career. 
um, and just sort of your introduction to who you are and your ties to the Salem area and growing up there. Okay, um, let's see. I was born in Dallas because, Dallas, Oregon, because the Salem Hospital was full um, when my mom went into labor and grew up in Salem my whole life. Um, went to South Salem High School and started modeling, I think my first like, well, my first gig was actually in Salem, but um, I started modeling my freshman year. And, oh man, I think someone just decided to mow their lawn. Can you hear that, Matt? Nope, you're all good. You're all good, okay. keep going. Um, so freshman year, I started working in Canada and I mean, to take it all the way back is, I entered a beauty pageant. Um, some teacher recommended me to do a beauty pageant and my mom and I decided it would be something fun to do. She had me watch like a Miss America on TV the night before we went to the mall and I picked out a dress like three hours before walking on stage. Like we were really um, blasé about the whole thing, but I actually ended up winning. Um, and I was Miss Junior Teen Oregon. Um, like my group of friends came with posters to root me on because it was kind of a joke to me, but I won somehow and I got runner up for Miss Photogenic, which is funny because that then became my career. But the person who took my picture in Salem shot a cheerleading catalog and he recommended me to the head of this cheerleading company to model the skirts because I had really long legs and I made the skirts look short, um, which they were short, but as were some of the cheerleaders that they had. Um, so anyhow, I modeled cheerleading skirts and the stylist on that set um, recommended me to an agency in Portland and my mom and I were in Portland and we had this card and we thought it was going to be like some scam. We were kind of expecting it to be one of those, like you pay to model situations mm. that you get at the mall. But we walked in and it seemed pretty legit. Like there were all these cards with girls faces on the walls. And I remember meeting with um, Darren and Tiffany were their name. They were the heads of mode models. I don't, I don't even know if it still exists. I'm not sure. Um, but they took pictures of me. And then I remember like a week later, I got a call and listened to it on the voicemail. And they were like, this has never happened before, but New York is really interested in signing you. They're going to come and uh, meet you and sign you around the world and there was like talk of Prada being interested in me right off the bat and like it just hit really fast and it was a lot because I 
I really thought it was just a joke. Like I didn't, and, and, I didn't and take this it is seriously all, at all. And just to set timelines, this is all at like age 15-ish, right? Yeah, yeah, 15. Unbelievable, because I remember when I was attending South and I think you were, yeah, one, one year older than me, but even at that time you were very like in it, like you'd be at South sometimes and you'd be traveling sometimes. What was that process like? Were you shuttling back and forth to like New York City and stuff? Or what was, what was that whole setup at that time? Well, it's really interesting to think back on this because um, I haven't in so long, but I think my first gigs were in Canada. I had this one client um, from, I think it was called Maison Twix in Montreal and they had a catalog and I kind of became one of their catalog girls. So I was going to Canada, uh, Montreal and Toronto my freshman year. Um, and that was kind of my out of town gig. Um, my first, what was it? I went to Milan. It's funny, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I went to <laughs> Milan first and I got pictures taken to start a portfolio because it was recommended that I go there to build my book, um, which was strange, you know, being put in like sheer clothing and apparently my name meant easy uh, or to give away translated in Italian, Darla meant something sexual. And I was young and a virgin. I, I wasn't even in touch with my sexuality yet. And yet I'm being like posed in these high fashion outfits and I have this portfolio and now I have a modeling career. And I went to New York and I just felt really out of place. Like I didn't identify with the job. I wasn't really interested in fashion but I loved traveling and I wanted to, I had an itch to just get out of Salem at a, at a young age. I just wanted to see the world. So this seemed like my way to do it. Um, and I went to New York and they didn't really like me um, at all. <laughs> Apparently I dressed a little too thrifty. I was an avid Goodwill shopper. Um, and I just, I guess the agency, they just didn't believe in me. They thought I needed to cut my hair into a bob and shave off my eyebrows and dye my hair red. And I just thought, well, okay, so you don't really like me for who I am. Screw this business and right. I'm done with it. Um, I was raised by a mother who definitely gave me a strong backbone to believe that I'm, I'm enough, you know? And so that agency dropped me, but then another one signed me and I went to Paris. I had the opportunity to go to Paris and I jumped on that. And that's kind of where everything changed. Um, I had an agent who just made phone calls being like, you gotta meet this girl, you gotta work with this girl. And that's how I started working with Carl Lagerfeld um, I got to work at the House of Lon Vaughn and Dior and gosh, with like one of the best makeup artists in the world, um, Pat McGrath. And I mean, Paris accepted me with open arms. And then 
the next time I went to New York, because Paris thought I was cool and good enough, all of a sudden New York seemed to want to think the same and started working there too. So when you got to Paris and they kind of accepted you for who you wanted to be more so than New York did, did you still see, like was modeling, Did you, I guess my question is, did you start enjoying the job itself or was it still just kind of a way for you to travel and see the world? Good question. Um, you know, I was really uncomfortable secretly modeling for all of my teens. Um, it was a very adult industry and you know, it was before the Me Too movement and hypersexualized um, and not healthy. Um, it was it was hard to say I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I was so young, you know. And I know you mentioned uh, kind of some of the information you sent over to me before this this interview that you you know it's it's something you. Obviously, when you're going through it, you can never know ahead of time how everything's going to play out. But you said um, you met, you would advise girls that are that age, 13, 14, 15, um, to maybe not enter that world at that time. I know you've touched oh, on it. In, stay in school. It's It'll be there for you, you know. Um, be a kid. Uh, enjoy discovering who you are on your own terms rather than you know putting yourself in the position of being told what you can be or what you should be um i mean it was rough it was rough to grow up in the business but all that being said i'm really thankful for all the opportunities that uh that i had you know um, it's tricky because I grew to really appreciate it, but my teen years were pretty rocky. I can see that because you're at, you know, you're 14, 15 years old and it's like someone is trying to map out your life and who you are for you. And at that age, you don't, you don't even, you don't know who you are. You're figuring things out. Yeah. And, you know, it you just get put in, um, I mean, I was living in Paris by myself, you know, being put in rooms by myself, it just without any chaperone or, or someone caring for me, you know? So it was a lot of learning experiences, I will say. Got it. And I know you mentioned that it did, um, in the long run, open up a lot of doors for you. Um, I actually oh, read yeah. an, inter an interview with you from, gosh, it was probably a decade ago. Um, but you mentioned that acting was always your first love. In fact, you, you mentioned you really wanted to be on SNL, Saturday Night Live. That was your dream. Did you have like a, a favorite a couple of actors on SNL or, or who inspired you or what led to you having that, that dream as a kid? I just grew up watching it with my parents. Um, I'm, I was always a ham growing up. Um, I really loved Chris Farley. Yes. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought he was the coolest. Um, 
And yeah, SNL was awesome back in the day. I mean, Will Ferrell, if you haven't seen his audition for SNL where he behaves like a cat, you need to look that up. <laughs> I think I have seen that. It's yeah, le legend. And then Chris Farley, that's when, uh, when Tommy Boy comes on TV, that's still one of those movies where I will stop what I'm doing and I will watch, I will watch that every time. It's so good. Oh, it's actually been too long since I've seen it. That's a great reminder. There you go. You got to, uh, got to introduce Aiden to it. He'll, he'll, the three month old, he'll love it. <laughs> In due time. He actually kind of like, he, he, he kind of gives me Chris Farley now and again. You know, when he tilts his chin and he's got all these rolls and he's giggling and rolling around. Man, Aiden, Aiden. Let's talk about Aiden. Yeah, let's jump into that. So Aiden, born, A-Y-D-E-N, born uh, March 16th of this year, just over, just over three months into motherhood. I've seen pics of him. He's, I, I'm not just saying this like everyone says about babies. He is like the cutest baby of all time. What do you, what, what's the first three months been like? What do you guys like to do together? Ooh, it's been a whirlwind. Um, what do we like to do together? We have this crinkly flower and we like to sing and talk to it. And Aiden already is like saying hi and he's making these adorable like gurgle sounds. I mean, I've never been around a newborn until now and it's each day you wake up and they're doing something new and the skill that they were starting to touch on the day before is becoming enhanced and it's amazing to watch him grow we what's his latest what's his latest skill latest skill laughing i he's got like a full-blown giggle <laughs> And it's like a bit in a baritone register as well. So that just makes it even more cute, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Has, uh, has anything, I mean, I'm sure, I, I don't have any kids of my own, but I'm sure when you're pregnant there, everyone's telling you a million different things about what to expect. I mean, has anything like massively surprised you about motherhood so far? Oof breastfeeding <laughs> it is a it's a it's a full-time job it's very surprising like i i went out to a produce market the other day and i'm just trying to buy a watermelon and i'm slowly but surely like entering a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> and trying to cover it up with my hair in the in the market if I hear a baby cry, it's a danger zone. So, breastfeeding is a like snap reaction. Yeah, it's like a, yep. it's like a sprinkler. It's it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, women women are amazing. Women's bodies are amazing. Um, yeah. So let, let's uh, let's talk about the the other half of Aiden, um, your partner. <laughs> I always like to ask people this question. You guys uh, got engaged uh, six years ago. Um, how did you guys meet? How did that come about? Brad and I were set up by an acting peer of mine. Her name is Lakshmi, 
And Lakshmi is actually the goddess of good fortune, I believe. And she was waiting on his table at this cafe, at Cafe Jeton. I don't know if you've eaten there. It's in, uh, it's in Nolita. It's like a little French hole in the wall. No, I will add that to my, uh, my list though. They have an amazing couscous thing. Um, I'll text you about it. Anyways, Perfect. Lakshmi was serving a table and she's just like a ball of energy and light and she's super personable and talkative. And she was friends with our friend Chad and Brad and um, he invited her to come upstate to this uh, like, what did they call it? Well, there'd be a massive fire um, on our friend's property and you would throw like things you want to let go into the fire. You'd write it down on a piece of paper. And he invited her up to do that in Woodstock. And she was like, oh, I can't go. And then she had like a psychic epiphany. And she was like, but you have to meet my friend Darla. Like she loves going up to Woodstock. Oh my gosh, I think you guys would totally hit it off. And Brad was like, you know, I'm not really like, I'm done with dating and moving upstate. I'm just for now. And then he was like, oh, let me see a picture, I guess, because she was so adamant about it. And then apparently he saw a picture and told her to make it happen. Um, <laughs> And then Lakshmi calls me and tells me like, I need to meet this guy. And I was really offended because I too was like, I'm done with dating. I was getting certified to teach yoga. I was living once again in the East Village, sleeping on a twin mattress in like a hole in the wall apartment and just focusing on myself. I just wanted to be in love with myself and that was enough but she sent me his artwork and i was like okay well maybe we'll have something to talk about um brad is an amazing painter so a couple weeks later i agreed to meet him at a bar and he brought his dog shadow shadow is now our dog and she was our first baby She's gotten a little neglected since we brought Aiden home, but I'm actually watching her prance around with a stick right now. So that's really beautiful. Um, and yeah, we met at the bar. It was love at first sight. It's been that way ever since. Um, yeah, it's it's it was funny for both of us to be in that place where we were no longer looking for love and then it came. And the rest is history. So, and nowadays you guys, I know you lived in New York city for gosh, I think it was almost 15 years, um, which could be a whole podcast in itself. Um, but I want yeah. to get to your transition. So you guys move out of the city and you buy a fixer home, both of you being um you know very creative people he's an artist you're you do um clay work and all different kinds of creative endeavors yourself i mean what has that been like is there any i'm just picturing you guys house for two people that are that creative and it's a fixer like 
anything super <laughs> unique or cool that you've done or tell us about it a little bit? Well, I can use power tools too, Matt. Um, and a sledgehammer, a sledgehammer. Oh, don't, don't worry. I was not trying to, I was not trying to pigeonhole <laughs> no, you. Don't worry. <laughs> no, not at all. But that's the kind of creativity that this house is needed. Um, yeah. We're just getting around to the aesthetics, but it was a solid year of like a crowbar and a mallet, like pulling up cork tiles from the 60s that smelt like stinky feet um chipping away at concrete and like layers upon layers of tile like tile that's been retiled over um it's been a labor of love and actually just two days ago we started painting the brick black and i mean can i get an upgrade it looks amazing um so that's really fun to see that transformation. Paint goes a long ways and we're just getting around to like painting. Um, it was a lot of working on like this place needed a new roof and uh, it needed a new HVAC system and like all the organs and inner workings of the house needed to be updated. Um, and there was a funky smell we had to get rid of and the previous owner did some things with spray foam and then painted the spray foam black so you couldn't tell um, a couple places. So there was a tree growing into a part of the house. I mean, oh, Matt, wow. it it was uh, it's, it was a nightmare for like a year, but it was 2020 and we were all locked up essentially and um it definitely kept us busy <laughs> well, there you go well you got through all of the the not as fun structural stuff and now you get to do the fun aesthetic stuff so you're so you're all set you got your your fixer home is almost done you got a newborn you got yeah. brad there your everything's kind of uh coming together i know you're taking some time off um, just to be a, a new mom. Do you anticipate going back into to modeling or acting at, at some point, or are you kind of taking it a day at a time right now? I'm trying to not think about it too much. I mean, I spent over half my life uh, in that hustle, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to take it down a notch. Like it's been hard for me to not be working in that industry because I've known it my whole life, you know, like being on call for 24 seven. Um, it's been really nice to take a break. And it's actually because the pandemic happened, it kind of gave me permission to step away. And then moving down here was because we had a goal to buy a home and we just we couldn't win around new york people were coming in with crazy cash offers that we couldn't compete with so that's why we ended up getting our first home down here to start um at some point i think we're gonna end up back north and i'll step back into it i mean i'm really 
I'm really grateful and, and fortunate to be able to um, work in that business. Like I have in, in a way kind of effortlessly, it was really, it was really given to me. I didn't pursue it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go back to it. I love doing commercial acting. That was super fun. I've, I've had some really like fun experiences on commercial sets. <laughs> I did a Robitussin commercial where I was a ghost and <laughs> my role was to run into the wall and then slowly crouch down and then pop up again. <laughs> and how I got how I got the job was I went into the audition room and they were like, I think this was the callback. And so there's a bunch of people there and they're like, okay, can you, can you put your hair kind of in front of your face? And they were all like, Ooh, and then they're like, and tilt your head down. And they all went, oh, yeah, she's so scary. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. And that's, that's how I got the job was, I guess I look like the girl from it. I, I don't know. <laughs> well that's uh everybody's gonna have to to youtube that one after they listen to this uh episode um darla before we get you out of here as i do with all of our guests are you down to do a, a quick rapid fire round oh sure yeah 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 let's do it i expanded yours a little bit for reasons that you'll see all right first okay. one as somebody that lived here forever, talking to me, a, a, a fairly new New Yorker, uh, what is the best New York City neighborhood? East Village. Boom. I knew you were going to say that. I was. I mean, and I, <laughs> I love Brooklyn. I ended up being a Brooklyn girl for sure, but I got to say East Village. Yeah, I'm biased. I've only, I've only lived in East Village, but glad you said that. Um, you mentioned a few things, but what, what's a what's a hobby maybe you haven't mentioned that you like to uh, do? I know you don't have probably any free time right now, but when you do, what do you like to do? What do I like to do? I really love to go out and get the mail lately. Uh, has been a huge accomplishment in my day if I could just walk to the mailbox and back. <laughs> um, but I love to garden. Um, I really like to, I loved and love growing stuff from seed and nurturing it all the way up to producing specifically tomatoes. I had a lot of fun growing tomatoes from seed. And it, into, it's, not that, it's not that difficult. Everyone should try it. <laughs> you're into, uh, you mentioned you're into archery too, right? That's like a big, something you love oh, to do. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a range in our backyard. That's a skill that we picked up. Um, after we left the city, uh, like March of 2020. And we were out staying at our friend's place in the middle of nowhere and setting up targets and shooting arrows. And I've gotten gotten pretty good at it. Like I have trick shots and stuff. Well, if you get back into acting, I mean, that could, you could parlay that into like a Game of Thrones role or something. They're pretty, they're pretty heavy on the, the archery. Yes, Matt, yes. Just, when uh, I. I will happily get back into acting for any Game of Thrones or Star Wars of any kind. Three and a potential Game of Thrones role in the future. You can, uh, you know, maybe I can be your agent on that one or something. Um, to, the, to our next rapid fire question, this is taking it back a bit. I know you haven't lived in Salem, so it can be a, 
an old one. Favorite Salem restaurant? Oh. Why, like, Muchas Gracias, uh, Sherry's, on, was that, I think it was Sherry's, um, what are some Salem restaurants? Thai, no, I mean, that's, Thai, that, that's good right there. The Thai, Thai place. Thai Orchid? Yes, Thai Orchid. Yes, someone there? else, I, I think it is, someone else said that one that was on the podcast and still lives in Salem, um, so I think it is still there. Oh, Matt, you know what it is? Momiji. Oh, the sushi the, place. The sushi place. I used to, my best friend and I, we used to like dig quarters out of the couch to go to Momiji. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Favorite travel destination you've ever been to? Hard. Um, Sicily and Sardinia. I really love Italy. I love... Uh, a lot of places in Italy. I'll just stick to that. Love it. Uh, most famous person you've ever met in your work or travels? Oh, um, I mean, most famous to me, like, well, to me, it's getting, getting, in the same room as Tom York is uh, most famous to me. <laughs> Boom, got it. All right, last one. Best thing that you have read, watched, or listened to recently? We just finished Hacks on HBO. It's very, very good. There you go. Every all our listeners, check out Hacks on HBO if you're an HBO fiend like I am. I haven't seen that one, though. All right, Good. Darla, this uh, has been uh, absolutely awesome having you on. Um, thank you for making time for us as a, as a new mom. I know that's not easy to, uh, to carve out this uh, half hour or whatever we've been here. Um, oh. before, we, before we hop off... Um, this is a moment I give to everybody. Any final shout outs uh, that you would like to give to people, places, causes, whatever you'd like it to be. The floor is yours before we go. Whew. Well, firstly, Matt, thank you so much for having me on Town Stories. I'm honored and really appreciative that you reached out. Um, I, we're going to Oregon soon and I miss my connection to Oregon often. And this is just a really nice way to connect. So thank you so much for having me. Um, and I hope I did okay because I really do have baby brain right now. Um, brain dead <laughs> is what that means. And a shout out, I, you know, I'm pretty heartbroken and bummed that uh, women in this country have lost the right to choose what to do with their own bodies. Um, so a shout out to every American woman who is feeling those feels. Yep. And I Not think, to uh, end on a bummer. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, needs to be said. I mean, I, uh, could not, could not agree more. It's been a pretty, pretty sad week as far as, as far as that goes. So, yeah. um, Anyway, Darla, thank you once again so much uh, for coming on. Um, this has been 
awesome. I know everybody in Salem has been rooting for you all these years. You're doing great. It's great to hear from you, and they will uh, enjoy this episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the Sauce Town Stories podcast. Um, if you could, and if you'd like to help us out, uh, simply go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at, uh, go to the search bar, type in Sauce Town Stories. It'll be the first one that comes up uh, with the Salem Goldman as the picture. Um, hit subscribe. Most importantly, just subscribe. Or if you want to write us a review or give us five stars or give us one star if you didn't like it. Uh, appreciate the honesty. But uh, if you could, at the very least, subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.